Welcome to the Built to Lead podcast. This week, we are going to talk about growing leaders. If you grow your leaders, they will grow your business for you or with you. Yeah, with you. Yeah. And with you is a better way of putting it. Yeah. But in order for you to continue to grow your business, you're going to get outside of your realm eventually. You're only one person. I'm only one person. And as long as our leaders um, are not coming, like they, you, you, they don't just show up necessarily. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do. But as the leader, if you want to continue to progress, you got to start building these leaders at some point. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's what we're going to talk about today. Great. This the is podcast great. is about growing leaders. Um, and to preface that, all of these podcasts, the first 12 podcasts, when we're doing one a month, are focusing on the steps or the things that you need to do to build the best business you can and to go through the process each step one at a time of doing that. And this is where I think this number nine for Built to Lead. Eight, I think. Is it eight? It's eight, yeah. Okay, so we're on yeah. number eight. Well, along with, you know, the yeah, three not other. Yeah, including the, the move the needles. But the move the needles, yeah. The, we're on step eight yeah. of 12 here. And so we've curated all those steps and we're trying to give them to you at the point that you need to deal with them along the journey of your business. Yeah. Right. And hopefully by the time we have 12 of them, it's a nice pack that you can go from the beginning right through to the end. And it will journey you through the process of yeah. building an epic business or yeah. one that works for you. One that um, is the one that you want and one that you want to work in and the one that you're mm-hmm. proud of. Right. Um, well, I think, you know, it's really interesting because you could start listening to these while you're already in a business. Mm-hmm. You could start listening to the you could listen to the first three or four before you even start a business to see mm-hmm. if it's what you want yeah. to do. Uh, but even if you're not starting a business, I find that most of this stuff is still relevant to my life at home. Uh, if you have kids, you're a leader. And you, you kind of have to lead your kids. Yeah. And it's amazing how much in our leadership meetings and our company's uh, parenting comes into play with leadership. Right. Um, yeah. That we will play a correlation. It's like, okay, this is how we're dealing with it interpersonally on our team. But also that principle applies to how I deal with my kids yeah. because, you know, it's the same stuff. You need to love them. You need to care for them. You need to be invested in them. You need to do all the things. Yeah. And, and so as a father, as a husband, as a friend in any relationship and any leadership scenario, which is why this is called Built the Lead, because I'm speaking out of my experience of being an entrepreneur and a business leader, but I'm also using my experience as a dad and a yeah. husband and a friend. and all those years of experience all culminate into one thing. And if you can tie those things together and create meaning between them, then it just gets deeper. Yeah. Your understanding gets deeper. Well, and I find that uh, through all this stuff as well, that a business is almost like a child as well. It's like your child. Yeah, or a family. And, yeah, or yeah, exactly. And so yeah. <clears throat> as you build your business, as you, it's almost like at a certain point, you have to kind of like, you have to equip the business with this skills and tools in order that the business can survive without you, just as you do as a parent. Yeah. We raise our kids to the point where now they, they should be able to survive without us mm-hmm. and we send them out into the world. Yeah. It's funny. I, it's, you're talking about people call their business their baby or my child or my <laughs> thing. And like, I kind of understand the, the comparison there, but I've never seen it that way ever for myself because yeah. my business is a community to me right. it's an organization of people and the thing that we do that we want to be excellent at that's what we do the business does this thing it provides this service it, it yeah. does sells this product and that's fine and that's all kind of the nuts and bolts of it but to me it's a community it's not a baby it's right. a, a family of people that i'm caring for and if i as the leader if i care for those people and i bring up them like each of my children or my friends or my you know, relationally that the organization grows and becomes yeah. bigger. So the family grows and becomes bigger and it becomes more successful because of that from my leadership, yeah. hopefully. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so instead of like, this is my baby, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a community. And even though there's multiple businesses in the, in the nucleus or the giant conglomerate of what is our companies now, it's a, it's one community. It's yeah. one family that I'm working on with individuals within it. Right? Yeah. Well, and we're all housed in the same building too, right? Yeah, and I've done that on purpose just so it's easier to deal with the large thing because when you have to bounce around building and building, it's kind of yeah. frustrating time-wise and efficiency right. and, and energy and all that kind of yeah. thing. But, okay, well, 
Now let's let's do this. Back on topic. Back on topic. Got leaders. It. How to grow leaders. Okay, so there's Water. kind of some stages here. Before you start going out and growing leaders, I think it's important to take a second to note that you first must become a good leader. Right. Don't teach people how to lead if you don't know how to lead yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the podcast. Because yeah. Not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm a pretty decent leader. Um, and and that didn't happen overnight. I, I you know, 20 years in the making of experience and practice and making mistakes and doing things wrong. But I wasn't leading leaders on day one. I've probably only been leading leaders well for five years out of 20. Right. So a quarter of the time. A quarter of the time. But it took a 15-year buildup before I honestly felt like I ought to lead other leaders, mm -hmm. you know, like improve the model before you sell it. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's important. If you if you don't have very much leadership experience, if you don't have uh, if you haven't proven it, if you haven't led by example, if you some people just aren't meant to be leaders either. And I think that's important to note and don't want to be like some people don't want to be and shouldn't be. And some people think they want to be and shouldn't be. Some people just aren't built for it. It's not their personality. Yeah. It's not what, how they think, how they act. And so I think it's very important um, to point out to be a leader is not. Um, I'll switch into another analogy. In, in most other companies and places, leadership is just like, a, oh, it's the top of the corporate ladder. You become a leader as you climb the ladder, and that's just natural. But that is not correct. Like leadership is its own job within the organization, and, and it's usually touted and put on a pedestal. But the reality is, is that the leader is the, the lowest point from a, a, a mm. the hardness, the um, credit, all the kind of thing of the job. The, the leader needs to be the servant of everyone, the uplifter of everyone. The leader shouldn't be the one that needs to get all the credit. They shouldn't need recognition. They shouldn't need pats right. on the back. And they should, like, they have to be the strength and the support and the and they have to lead from out front, which is, you know, I've heard it said before is the leader goes out and he's the one with the arrows in his back mm -hmm. so that everyone else can take the path later. Like you, it's, it's the, should be the most thankless part mm -hmm. of, the, of the job. And therefore right. that person needs to be a selfless servant hearted person. Yeah. Right. They empower everybody else to do it well. Yeah. That, a lot of people don't do it well, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so first of all, you need to be a good leader yourself. That's what I'm getting at. And, and you need to assess in yourself if you want to be and if you should be a leader and cultivate the things in you that are required to be a good leader. Um, the other part is the natural part is this, people to be a leader, people need to follow you. Therefore, people need to want to follow you. Mm -hmm. And some people just, people don't want to follow them. They don't jive with others. They're super introverted. Not that you can't lead if you're an introvert, but it's harder. Um, and so... You like you just there's a naturalness to people who lead, yeah. Where people just follow them, no matter what you do, you just people following along, yeah. people paying attention, people like what you're doing and go that way. Um, and so there's you just need to assess if you're supposed to be in that leadership position. Ask other people. Yeah, yeah. Well, they should. You should have followers <laughs> if you're leading. Yeah, you know, you should be able to ask them. Hey, do you want me to lead? And yeah. you've told me a story about that a while ago. You were leading a group of guys. Um. And you were kind of wondering if the term of your leadership was kind of coming to an end or if that was needed anymore. And so you asked them, right? Yeah. Yep. And you said, hey, just should someone else step in? Do you guys want me to be leading here? Um, I've kind of backed away a little bit at this time, but you know, it seems like there's a bit of a void. So how are we going to deal with this? And they all said, no, we love the way that you lead. And we want mm -hmm. you to do it this way. And we like this that you've done. And we like this that you've done. That's the feedback you need. Yeah. To know, oh, okay. So they do want me out front. Yeah, they exactly. do like the way that I'm taking them. They like the vision I'm casting. They like the direction I'm do going yeah. with. Um, cause it's scary asking. It, <laughs> oh, you might sometimes get some information you don't want to hear, yeah. but you know, and, and that's also beneficial to you too. It is. So before you start leading other leaders and growing other leaders, make sure that you got your house in order as yeah. far as leadership goes. You know, I probably rambled too long about that, but the point is, is just like, don't be a non-start. If you're a non-starter, don't go trying yeah. to lead people in your business, right? Um, so from there, there's mm -hmm. a process of leading. Um, I broke it down into seven steps. Um, doing this podcast has been beneficial for me because sometimes there's things that I do that I just do it that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't think of it in a step process. I don't think of it 
in a process thought process. I just do it this way. But then having to go, okay, I got to teach this to somebody goes, okay, so I need to break this down into steps yeah, so that I really- can actually teach it. So it, it's benefited me to be able to do that ironically because yeah. um, then go, oh, there's seven steps. I just didn't think of it as seven steps before. It's just how I did it. Yeah. Right. So step one. Okay. Hire the right people. We've talked about yeah. that at length in this podcast. <laughs> yes, I, we have. I think we've covered it thoroughly. Yeah. Um, but the people with the right mindset, you got to get them in. And that's for the whole, the whole company, right? And if you don't have right people, when you're leading other leaders and you give them bad people to lead or bad people, um, people that aren't of the same core values or mindset or right. you know, they're not looking for, to follow someone who's exemplifying the core values, then you're, you're setting them up for failure anyways, mm-hmm. right? But when you hire the right people, you know, you hire a pool of people and you put them in their various positions that aren't necessarily leadership positions, um, you have a pool of potential leaders there. Right. Or if you hire all, I, I say it, and this is maybe a little bit insensitive, but it, it's the cold truth of it is, is that in any organization, there's a chessboard and some there's pawns on that chessboard and there's bishops on that chessboard and yeah. there's kings and there's queens and everyone has a different role and they're all made different ways to do different things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. There are certain people who are the placeholder people. They show up, they do the production. They don't, they're not looking for advancement, but they show up with a good attitude and do their job day in and day out. And they move the cog in the wheel oh, yeah, and keep absolutely. it spinning. And without those people, you can't exist yeah. as a company. So you got to honor that. Um, because I think p- really high functioning people tend to look down upon the, the pawns of the world, right? Right. Is that they show up every day on time for work with a good attitude and they open the bag and put the thing in the bag and close the bag and move it down the line. Right. Yeah. Someone has to do that. Yeah, thing, absolutely. Right? And so we should respect and some, that. And there's a lot of people that just, that's what they want. And you, there are right simple people life, right? that are those people. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you shouldn't dishonor the simple life. Yeah. No, it, it's a good not. thing. Those people are often happier than, than these people who are striving <laughs> yeah. to be the leaders or the best or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm envious of those type of people. <laughs> so anyways, look at what you, but if you hire the right people with the right attitudes and the right values, you'll have a chessboard of people to work with there. Now it's a determining who is what and what each yeah. of them do, right? So the next and step a pawn, is- a pawn can become a queen. Yeah. Well, there you go. Look at you and your little uh, analogies there. I, I like that. Yes. <laughs> Not that I've played a lot of chess. I just know that no. one move. That's good. <laughs> step two. Um. See potential. So you've hired good people. You've got a really good base of people around. Now we need to see where your potential is. Who, yeah. who wants to lead? Who has the right temperament and personality and charisma and all that kind of stuff to be a leader? Um, if you're not looking and paying attention, you're going to miss really talented people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so common in other companies. I've hired people out of other companies that I saw a massive potential in that that organization just would not see in them. I'm like that guy could run that whole company and I brought them here and grew them a little bit and they ended up running a whole company for me, but they were considered a pawn where they were before mm. and they were banging on the door and waving a flag and going, Hey, I can do more. Use me, use me, use me. And they just don't no, Go back to your pawn spot. Yeah. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm a bishop. I'm a bishop. Yeah. No, you're a pawn. Which might've been a failing of, of those leaders. Oh, for sure. It yeah. is. It's an absolute failing. Right. And maybe they needed them to hold that place at that time, but they didn't see their potential and therefore they lost out in the end. Their business would have yeah. been way better off if they could have moved that person through a process and up to a leadership role. They would yeah. have, you know, some of those businesses lost out to our businesses that we built on the person that they previously had in yeah. their team. Right. So that's the reality. See potential. That's number two. Okay. Start investing. Number three. So when you see someone with potential, would you? That's great. I saw them. Now what? Yeah. Right. What do you do now? What do I do now? Okay. Well, you need to start investing in them and and in a little bit of a passive way. Sometimes I'll have a conversation with them and I'll say, hey, I see potential in you. This is, this is the vision and direction I could see you going. And you kind of light that spark in that yep. fire. They might already know. They may already want it. They might have already talked to you about it. But you need to go, hey, I'm going to start giving this guy some road. I'm going to give them a little bit more attention. I'm going to give them some opportunities and see what they do with yeah. them. But you need to invest in them. You need to start having conversations. You need to start bringing them closer into leadership teams or environments. Um, investing means maybe pointing them toward a book. Like I've done this a lot of times, just like, hey, this book would really be helpful to you. I give them the book. Now I sit back and watch. Yeah. Like 
Did they read the book? Did they go, oh, cool. Set the book Set on their the desk book. and never look yeah. at it again? Did they read the first few chapters and then die off? Or did they go home, read that book, come back to you like, that was an awesome book. Do you have another book? Like you're, you're trying to light yeah. a spark of a fire of that person that might have that potential and just give them a little bit and just see yeah. if that fire will start burning. Because you can't drag... Oh yeah, people no. into it. Like I've tr- I've tried to do that before, and it is an epic fail. Like it is like demoralizing as a leader to try and drag someone who doesn't want or doesn't have yeah. what they need to have into the leader position, and they will just they will make your life really sad if yeah. <laughs> if you go down because they're road. miserable for yeah. the most part. Well, they don't want it. Yeah, like they don't have the fire, right? So you need to kind of spark the fire. You need to put a little investment in, and then just see what happens, right? Yeah. So one, you hire the right people. Two, you see the potential. Three, start investing. Okay. Four, see progress. So that's what I'm talking about. Right. We've given them a little bit of investment. I'm not going to carry you. I'm not going to drag you along, but here's a little yeah. nugget. What do they do with it? Right. And so when they start making progress, and I've had a lot of people go through this, like you give them the book, they eat it. You mention a podcast, they listen to the whole show. Yeah. They see something happen in the company, they come talk to you about it, and go, okay, why did you do what you did there? Or, I really like this thing that our company does and I like our core values. And they start they start mm-hmm. progressing down the road and adding some value back in. Yeah. Right. And so when you see that progress, again, what can happen is you can give them the book and you can go away and you can stop watching. Right. Yeah. Especially when you get to be an organization of 150 people. You can be like investing a little and see a little bit of potential, but then you can just let things fall off the rails or yeah. not continue to take note and be intentional. The roots are deep investing. enough that it, it's kind of they're sustaining themselves to a Yeah, and extent. they make a little bit of progress and then they see that, oh, well, I guess that is not being rewarded or, or you know, no one's going to see that I'm doing all this work. Not that it's about that, but some people are very yeah. recognition-focused people. Like, they need that to fuel the fire, right? Yeah. So, you're recognizing the progress in them and you're continuing to invest, yeah. right? So, that's number four is you got to see their progress. So, once they start making some progress, now we start to give, give them some real tools, right? Yeah. So real tools are things like, like I said, more books, podcasts, one-on-one conversations, um, bringing them into situations where they can see how higher level things go down. So letting them sit in on an interview, um, letting them sit on a performance improvement conversation, help having them deal with conflict, mm-hmm. minor conflicts. It's like, hey, um, giving them a person to oversee. Yeah. or to train or to lead, right? So the tools that they need often are in experiences and seeing the things that they, you want them to learn how to do in person, right? Yeah. And then following that up with, a, okay, see what I did there? Like, so when I bring in, an, uh, say, a leader that's now taken into a thing where eventually I'm going to have them hiring people, well, I'll bring them into three interviews. I'll go through the interview. I might even have them ask a few questions, Mm-hmm. do the ride along thing and then we'll do a debrief after okay did you see what i did there do you see why when i went through the values did you see how they responded did you read their facial expressions did you yeah. what did you think of them did you like them did you not like them what what should we do from here right like bring them into the process essentially yeah. right yeah. and give them the tools that they need because the tools in leadership the tools are very often experience based tools you don't right. just get them without experience like you can read the books and you can listen to the podcasts and all that and but until you put it into the action it doesn't seat into yeah. it like it should you're allowing the rubber to meet the road yeah you're you're taking the the things that you're your information and putting it on the, yeah. to work right and seeing how they do it right so that's number five, that's five give yeah. them the tools okay number six give autonomy and trust so yeah. now now it's time for the part that you can get burned on and this is the part where it usually <laughs> the the people or the owners or the 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 leader starts to fail is that they just can't trust right, right? or yeah. i've always done that and i just can't delegate it yeah. or what if they do it different what if they do it wrong what if they bungle it up this is a pretty big deal the thing i'm giving to them like hiring people is a big deal mm-hmm. right and it's really hard even now for me to just give the autonomy to someone else to hire until they've proven themselves but how can they prove themselves if you don't give them an option yeah so you have to choose Okay, you've made it this far. You've done really well. I'm going to trust you with this, right? Yeah. You decide. You figure it out. You deal with it. Training wheels off. Yeah. And you've got, 
ideally you've gone through the first five steps. Yeah, we've and, already and, done a bunch with them. And, like, so and you, it's going to take time. Like, you, yeah, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, sometimes years to get just to here with somebody. Yeah. Right. But if they've done all the other steps well and you see them making all the progress, eventually you have to upgrade them to the point where they get to go with, you know, on their own to do the yeah. thing. Right. And and I'm not kidding when I say so many people do the first five steps and they just stop. Yeah, because these can't let go. That's very common. And almost every organization is common. I struggled with it for years and my, for myself. And this is when I'd hit the wall because, oh, at the end of the day, yeah, they can sit on the interview and I want their opinion because they're a key player here, but I'm not going to let them do it without. Mm-hmm. Right? Or you're not going to make that spending decision unless I approve it still. You're not going to post that social media post until I've seen every single one, right? Yeah. But that at a certain point, you have to go, okay, do it and and give them enough rope to hang themselves a yeah. little bit. Like they have to be able to make a mistake. And then they'll learn that, a lot from it. Well, they learn so you learn so much more from your mistakes than you do from your victories. Yeah. Right. So that's number six. Give them the autonomy and trust. It's a a choice as a leader. That's a hard choice to make, but you must choose it. And then follow it up. That doesn't mean abdicate because that's that's how guys that struggle with it do it. They go, yeah. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. Okay. They give it to them and they run away so they can't see what's yeah. going on. <laughs> they go, can you do this now? And then they go to Cabo or they yeah. go to the other part of the company because they don't want to see the train wreck that could potentially happen from that. Yeah. Right? They don't want, they take the training wheels off and they push the bike down a hill and then, and then run go away the other way. And watching what's going on. <laughs> to go back to parenting analogies. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't want to see the crash and the bloody knees yeah. and all the problems, but they must do the thing. Yeah. Right. And you have to stare and watch the dumpster fire or the car wreck. And hopefully yeah. it's not that bad. Well, you walk them through it too. This so, is what happened. I act like, what'd you learn? Yeah. After though. Yeah. That's the exactly. thing is that they, they let them go and they go, no, 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 no. And they grab on because they can't actually do the step. Right. right. And so you got to give them the autonomy, the rope. And the trust, you just have to say, I trust you to do this. And to them, it's also, they're putting some weight of accountability on them yeah. now. Now, this is yours. They got to yeah. own it. They can never, ever be the best leader that they can be until it's theirs to own. Yeah. Because once they own it, they're accountable for it. Yeah. Right? And when it's like, okay, well, I can hire this guy, but he's got to get through Jory before he's actually hired. So then why would they make sure they do it perfect? Because I'm, I'm their safety net. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah. okay, just, you know, you're going to hire this guy. And then you're going to manage them. And when that craters and crashes, you're going to fire them or you're going to deal with all the drama and you're going to do all these things. So you're accountable to the decision that mm-hmm. you made and you're going to clean it up after if you don't, right? I'm here to help. Yeah, you're going to come in and go, oh, hired that guy three months ago and he's been a disaster. Yeah. And go, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I've been watching. You get, you get the advice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... As as you let the rope out more and as they learn from their mistakes, like the hiring thing is a really good example. There's a lot of different varieties of giving people time, like booking a load. Like once guys start negotiating real dollars, things in yeah. dispatch, like that's pretty big autonomy. They're, those guys in that room when they're dispatching are negotiating $2 million a month in contracts every mm-hmm. single month. They have the ability to break the company if they screw up bad yeah. enough, right? Um if they're not being watched and monitored and all those things. But like at a certain point, I'm not watching that close because I trust them. They're accountable. They own it. They understand. I gave them the rope. They proved that they could do it. Doesn't mean they don't screw up once in a while. Doesn't mean all that kind of thing. But first, you have to trust them. You just have to decide. I'm going to trust you with this. You're going to tell them that, and then you're going to let them go, right? So step number seven, you've let them go. They're out doing the thing. We need to stand there and watch the potential crashes, yeah. and then we need to critique and support. Yeah. So it's like debrief, right? Okay, you did that. How did it work out? How did you feel about it? Is it good? Is it bad? You hired that guy. What do you think? Yeah, I, I liked him overall. Hit the core values. Saw these couple of red flags, um, but I think he'll be good. Okay. I see. Yep. Yeah. You think you're good? You don't think those red flags are going to be a problem? Eh, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Month later. Those red flags are getting a little more red, like waving a little <laughs> bit more in the wind. It's like, hey, how's it going with that guy? Yeah, you know, some of those things are been a problem. It's not, it's okay. You know, we're working through it. Yeah, okay. We're working through it. You know, what what core values, like what 
what could you have potentially seen in the interview that maybe would have pointed to this? Well, I kind of knew he had mentioned this and I I kind of glazed over it. But, you know, when he was complaining about his previous employer, always getting after him about things that kind of, you know, it rubbed me mm. kind of weird. But ah, I didn't think much of it. But now I'm the employer that's getting after him about things. Yeah. And I, I kind of see, I can see <laughs> I now see why. why that happened. Right. Another month goes by. Hey, how's it going? Man, this guy is just killing me. This guy's killing me. Yeah. Yeah. Could see that. A little frustrating, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So how are we going to do this? Okay. Well, I've talked to him once. Okay. I, you're going to have to write him up now, you know? Yeah. I know. I've been, I didn't really want to. Uh, that's ugly. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. Conflict is ugly. It's your responsibility. You know, it's, now. it's, it's way better to, to not have to do this at all. Yeah. But you have to make that decision when you're hiring. Right. Yeah. So then now we're two months out. So now there's a process here. So what core value is he breaking? What do we have to communicate to him? How are we going to deal with this if he doesn't follow up and do it? We've agreed upon. You have to bring him in your office. You're going to sit mano a mano with that guy and you're going to deal mm-hmm. with that conflict. More experience, more tools, more learning. Right. I'm yep. cheeking. I'm supporting. I'm right there. Hey, this is going to be a tough conversation, but mm-hmm. you got this. Right. I'm right here. We'll debrief after. Right. So then they have that conversation. How to go? Actually, not too bad. It wasn't too bad. He heard me. He was humble. He, he appreciated what I had to say. He said he'd do better. I um, think we're good. Okay. Remember, you got to write him up. Yeah, I know. No, nope. you send him the email. Yeah. This got This has to be done properly yep. according to process. Oh, okay. Gets it done. Two weeks goes by. Hey, how's it going? Well, nothing really changed. Like he said, it would do, be better, but it's exactly like it was before. Okay. So what did you say was going to happen? Well, you know, I said, if, if this didn't improve, we're going to have to let him go. Okay. So are we going to let him go let or him go what are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, okay. Well, is he on values or is he not on values? Is he doing what he said or isn't? He isn't. Okay. So you need to make that decision then? Yeah, I probably do. Okay, when are you doing it? Yeah. And again, and I can go down this for a long ways, but the point is, is like they need you there to lead mm-hmm. them through it, right? Yeah. And then guess what? Next interview comes by. Did you hire that guy? Mm, I don't know. I'm going to think about it a bit. Okay, why? Well, red flags. There's some red flags there. I just think I should call his references and just dig a little deeper, maybe do a second interview in a week. Okay, yeah, cool. Week goes by. Do you understand? No, I, I called his references and he just, something wasn't right there. And so I just, I decided not to hire that guy. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it, I've, I've done the process, right? They need these leaders. They don't, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes mm-hmm. time, right? And they need not someone to hold their hand, but they need someone to talk through the situations with, mm-hmm. to process it with. They need some critiques and some pointers from time to time. Sometimes you just need to confirm their thoughts. Right, it's like this is what I think. Yeah, I think you're on the right track. That's yeah. good. Well, you're appealing to someone with more experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and and without that, they just like they there's freezing moments where they can't move or they don't know what to do or there's a struggle there, right? Yeah. And they just need that little bit of support, right? Or sometimes a lot of support. But as they go, the experience can they can have good experiences ultimately if you're there to help. Yeah. So those are the seven things and that's the process. So if you look at any kind of leadership relationship that you're in, I think it'd be a good idea to just have a look through those seven and go, where am I on this spectrum? Or have I done, oh, did I miss a step here? Or am I, wow, I'm not growing anyone because I'm just not looking for people to grow within my organization. Right. Right. And so I find even writing those out, I found really helpful for me. Um, But that's the process. Yeah. And then once you've critiqued and supported for a while, then they kind of go on their way and they become a solid leader and they, yeah. they gain their experience and they can do a lot more things without your every minute support, right? But yeah. as you, you, a leader of leaders, it's your responsibility to help these people become the best they can yeah. be. I've heard it said before, if someone is under your leadership and they don't grow any faster than they would have if you weren't there, you're not really their leader. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. So. You being in their presence, leading them needs to speed up or make better their progress Yeah. or else you might as well not be there. Yeah. Right. And that's your job as the leader of leaders. Yeah. So you have 20 years, 20 years experience, mm-hmm. uh, 
running businesses, five years of experience, uh, in your words, mm-hmm. of being an effective leader yes. of leaders, not just a leader, but of, of leaders. Yes. Um, how, do, how have you seen other leaders do it? Like, Mm. and other businesses or wherever yeah it's really interesting to watch because you know i'll people will ask me oh how do you do it how are you growing so fast how are you taking on all these companies and it's hard it's flipping hard like i had answered that question the other day it's like well how hard is it really it's really flipping hard <laughs> like really hard way harder than you think yeah but um it's actually impossible some of the ways other people do it and I see that, like I'll go visit with other business owners or things where they've kind of yep. plateaued or they keep hitting the glass ceiling and they can't get through it. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes pretty obviously pretty quickly. It's most times it's people issues. They don't have other people to come in and help support them. Or if people start coming up, they start getting threatened by them or they their control freak takes over and they push them back down or whatever that is that they do. Um, but th- that's the ceiling. Like you right. cannot continue to grow a beautiful, massive, epic business without good people in leadership positions. You have to be able to have other people come alongside you that can take on the big heavy hitter things yeah. that are required. Um, we've just gone through an acquisition um, this last week and it's it mind boggling to me just the amount of issues and problems and hurdles that we faced and even more mind boggling how I could delegate to all these different people in our organization. Hey, here's a problem. I know you've dealt with something like that before. Can you make this problem go away? And it's like, yep, got it done. And I just don't even think about it. So it was like hurdle after hurdle coming at us as we were taking over the company. And it was just like solve, 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 solve. I didn't solve them. I delegated them to people who I've grown into leadership that could just boom, kill them. And there's no no way we could have done it without those people. So it's it's awesome. It really is. Yeah. The the ability to grow is exponential once you get these other leaders, these other pillars around that can carry the weight, right? But you just got to do it right. So what some of the bigger issues that I kind of picked out amongst my experience is um hiring outside talent. A lot of guys when they can't grow leaders or they struggle or they're not sure how, they they think I'm just going to bring in somebody Mm-hmm. And they're going to come in and they're going to take leadership of this and they're going to just solve all my problems. Um, it can be successful. I think it's way less successful because there's some abdication that happens there. They think they're just going to come in and they're going to hand them the right. thing that they can't deal with themselves yeah. and that it's just going to get better. Right. Um, and those, they're out there. They are. These unicorn leader people are out there that are going to come and give in 110% and do a really good job and be selfless and come and help you grow your business. And you just pick them off and they come in and they do it. It exists. It's just very uncommon. And more companies hire people like that to come in. They're not on culture. They don't understand your systems. They don't know your people. Um, They have different style than Mm -hmm. you have. And then they come in and they change everything or they clash with the owner or the owner the reason the owner couldn't grow leaders is because when people actually actually take control, they smack them down. Mm-hmm. And so then this guy comes and gets frustrated because he keeps getting held back or not given the yeah. autonomy that he needs to do his job properly or whatever. He's handcuffed. He's handcuffed, which that's another one is hire and handcuff. Yeah. Um, so there's hiring the outside talent and they come in and they can't do the job that you need. And so then they handcuff or hire and handcuff. So they go, yeah, that guy's got all the perfect skill set. He's the right guy for the job. He has the experience. So they bring him in and then they go, okay, I want you to do this, but you run everything through me first. Yeah. And so they can't do everything and they go, hey, I want to buy this new equipment. It's going to make us more efficient. It's going to make us way better. Mm, nah, I want to do it the way we always did it. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, okay. Goes, does this. Hey, I want to hire a new role for this thing. I'm going to improve the da, 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 da. No, no, I don't think so. And then they just, they're banging up against the wall of the the leader that was always the wall in the first place. The leader of the (laughs) business is the ceiling. And so you can't hire your way out of that ceiling. Yeah. You're going to keep hitting it. Right. And so that's another big problem. Um, And probably the most common problem that I see, I've done it myself many times, is promoting the top performer into a leadership role. Mm. Um, and this is why I was talking earlier about the right person that they are a selfless, they're a servant leader. They 
Um, they have the fire in them. They want it. They're the right personality. You got to go through all that stuff first. But the, often they go, you're the best at this particular job. You're the best manufacturing guy I have on the floor. So I want you to teach all these other people and manage them the way you do it. When in reality, this person doesn't like people. This person <laughs> doesn't want to be bothered. They're an introvert or they're uber high focus or whatever. And they just want to be left alone to do their, their manufacturing. Yeah. Like I'm excellent at it. And then they go, well, they don't have teaching skills or they don't have communication skills or they don't have like the, the work ethic. They might be yeah. the best at it and they've been doing it for 20 years and they roll out of bed and put no effort into it and do it beautifully. And they're a yeah. great placeholder for that. But then when they got to learn all these other skills that a leader has to do and they have to lead by example and they have to do all yeah. this hard mental and physical work to do it, they just go, this isn't worth it. Yeah. And I've heard lots of people say, well, yeah, they want me to be in management. Man, I don't want that racket. No, thanks. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then they promote them anyway because yeah. this is their only option. And this is the problem is, is that a lot of companies feel backed against the wall. They need more leaders. They need yeah. more support and they don't have the culture and the values and and they're not hiring the right people for those roles. So they just have no option. So they just go, you're the best, you do it. Yeah. Right. And that hiring top performers to lead is a disastrous thing because they will begrudgingly do it good enough for a long time to the chagrin of everyone around them. Yeah. Right. And it, it becomes even more of a burden to the company ultimately in the long run. So yeah. just don't do that, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been through the pain because guess what? Yeah. When it, there's this kind of mixed, like they've been promoted. They usually got to raise. There's some perks to get it. You're trying to convince them that being a leader is a good idea. So you get all these things yeah. and then they're not doing what you need them to do. And it, it becomes pretty apparent over time that this is not the spot for them to be in. And then you got to go, well, I lost my top performer on my team, which is a problem. Uh -huh. And he's not doing the things that I need him to do to get all the other people up to that level. So what I need is him back in a top performer and someone else to take this role. But how do you demote someone that you promoted to leadership right. that likes all the perks that he got, um, but doesn't really like the job, but likes the title on his desk and the fact that he doesn't necessarily, like there's, there's all kinds of problems, yeah. right? And so you get yourself in a real mess doing that you need to make sure you've got the right person for the job yeah so those are the three things that i think are pretty commonplace and i see happen all the time and i look back and go oh yeah i, I know what the problem is here right right so that those are some like some pain points or some things other people do um practical advice um i think i've honestly covered everything on my list here other than when you when you are at that stage where you're going to trust and give autonomy, you got to actually realize that sometimes that person can do a really good job way different than you do it, and that is partly why that step gets to be a problem for people is they'll they'll come in and they'll lead with a different energy, or a different communication style, or a different um, altogether managerial system. They'll be really kind and, and soft and gentle with their team. And then this guy will be really intense and rough and rugged with their team. And this guy's going to be uh, a really good communicator. And this guy's not such a good communicator, but he's good in other ways. Like, mm -hmm. And so th there's a lot of different styles. And it, I've even read books on that, that, you know, is there a best management style? The answer is no. The answer is to understand what your style is and mm. then to be good at that and just really lean in on what your talents are as a leader. Right. Right. So there's all these different varieties of how to lead um and so when someone does it different than you sometimes you just immediately think it's wrong yeah sometimes other people take a little time to figure out where that leader is and how they work and what they yeah. do and though that leader will tend to draw people to them that resonate with that leadership style mm -hmm. but if you're going to grow a large organization you got to understand that people do it different than you yeah. sometimes and if their outcomes are good you just need to let them do it that way yeah. And that honestly for me is, oh, it's been hard. That is one of the hardest things is to see someone do it, get the outcome, but they do it different from you. Mm -hmm. And there's a line where you got to kind of rein it in if it gets out of culture, out of values, like that's where there's a problem. But if it's just different and it works for them and their team, you just got to let them do it. Yeah. Right. That, and that's the that hard part that leaders have such a hard time letting go of. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd love to have this guy as my leader, but he does it different than me. And 
Yeah, that's just not going to fly. That's not. Gonna, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's that uh, the concept of uh, the the genius with a thousand um, minions or whatever concept. But it's basically, everyone just does exactly what they're told. Everyone's pawns, and there's one king, and yeah. all the pawns run around and do all the things, but none of them can make a decision or carry any weight. And you got one really powerhouse decision maker at the top, which is the leader. But no one yeah. to support, and they get fed up and pissed off because no one knows how to do anything, and everyone just to do exactly as they said to the exact thing. Yeah. But then they get capped so quick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but everything is done exactly this way, and no one knows why they do it that way. They just do what they're told. Yeah. Right. I've seen it so many times, and they can be extremely successful to a point with that system. Yeah. But to a point goes okay. They get maxed out. And the next point is eventually they're not going to be there, right? They get sick. They want to take time off. Mm -hmm. They need to pass it to the next generation or the next leader and no one can do what they're doing. So guess what? The company dies or the system dies or the team dies because without the genius at the, at the pinnacle of the whole situation, nothing else makes any sense. There's no systems. There's no communication. There's no leadership. Well, and that, and that's why you grow leaders. You're Mm -hmm. growing leaders as, as a business owner. You're growing leaders so that you can have freedom. Yeah, absolutely. That these leaders are your ticket to freedom. And it yeah. Again, I, I struggle because every minute I get freedom, I just bolt more on and then get back into the trench. But <laughs> but they're your freedom comes by giving the autonomy to other people and and they get enjoyment and purpose and fulfillment when you give them ownership. Yeah. Right. And so when that you go through that process and you and you get past your critique and support point and they become experienced, you're free. Yeah. The thing that you gave them is now being done with excellence and with someone that you trust, and it's just done. And you can focus on other things, right? Yeah. And, and there's stages of that as you grow, but like in order for you to work on your company, instead of in your company, you have to have some good leaders. You have to have the freedom to actually be able to step out of your company. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't work on it if you're in it, yeah. right? You gotta be able to stand back look around, get thousand foot view. Yeah. Um, and that freedom definitely, it, it comes from other leaders and, and the people who feel trapped are typically trapped because they haven't invested the time in building up the leadership around them. Right. Yeah. So we're talking about this from a certain level. What about, what, what advice would you give a business owner who has, let's say they have five people that are working in their business. Mm-hmm. That's it. They just have five and they're obviously the leader because they, they own the business. At what point do they start training up that leader in order to start expanding? Is it at 10 employees when they can't handle it anymore? I think, I think it's always, every business is different. Um, you know, just because you're working on training up a leader doesn't mean that you move them into the leadership position. You know, like, like I said, the seven step journey can be weeks, months, years. Depends how fast you're, you're right. trying to cultivate this, right? Like, and I've spent the last two years almost strictly doing that as fast as I possibly can because our growth has outpaced my ability um, to lead it all. And right. so I would go like the, the cap, the lid is on these things unless I get more leaders. And so this is, if, if we're going to keep moving, I got to get this thing figured out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I spent all my time doing that. Right. But when you're a five person company, well, most teams should be between four and six people or groups or, or whatever in a company. So you can be the team leader and it can all work. If you're never going to grow, then that's fine. Yeah. But if you want to grow your business or you want, or you want freedom, yeah, which are typically the two things that entrepreneurs want <laughs> um, or both, yeah, you need to have more leaders. So you should, from the very first employee that you hire, if you're planning to continue to go on more and more and more, you need to be cultivating leadership in that person. Yeah. And if they're not the right person, they're not a leader. Okay. Well, maybe it's the next one or the next one. But you, you should be looking for that opportunity yeah. always. Your eyes should be peeled. Well, and, you know, talking about the leaders and having freedom and, and ones that don't, I'm reminded of the book Good to Great, and they have the chapter, the whole chapter on level five leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really like that chapter because a lot of those leaders, you can have a fantastic leader at level four Yeah, who has everybody doing exactly what they need to do, but then they're not really a person. As soon as that person leaves the company, after you read the book, that company just takes a nosedive because that person that was basically running the company is gone. Whereas a level five leader, 
the company grows, they leave, and the con- company continues to grow because mm-hmm. they've kind of built up leaders yeah. in the company. Yeah, you're, when you're the whole level four to level five leader thing is like at in, in the big game and in the long term, if you are the only key leader or if you're not passing in trust and autonomy and leadership on other people, you are a liability to that company. At, in most cases, the owner of every company is the biggest liability because mm-hmm. if that guy goes down, this place is done. Yeah. Like I've thought that many times. If I if I ever died, if I walk out in the street tomorrow and get hit by a bus at many points in, in these organizations, like this, this is over mm-hmm. that day, right? Whereas at this point in an organization, I can I could go out and hit, get hit by a bus tomorrow and that would be really sad. Some people here would cry. Um, <laughs> but it would continue. Right. And I would argue, I think I've said it in previous podcasts, if if you died tomorrow and your business didn't carry on without you, you don't have a business, you have a job. Yeah. Right. You, a business is something that operates autonomous of its owner. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, you should be a key player. Yes, it's important that you're there. Yeah, you're going to cast vision and growth and do all those types of things. But and I find now if I walked out the door and never came back, it probably wouldn't grow very much. Mm-hmm. It might naturally organically grow a little bit here and there, but it's not going to be boosted full of fuel and given her like right. it is when I'm at the reins. Right. Kicking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, but it would, it would continue. Right. It would yeah. endure and be, and be continued to be excellent, mm-hmm. continue to make progress. It would just slow and it would, it would not do what it's doing. So I'm the leader. That's my job. If it doesn't change because I'm not here, I'm not a good leader. Yeah. But there's good enough leaders here that it can carry on. Yeah. I think that's a big, big thing. But don't be the liability. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If you take a really hard look in the mirror and go, am I the liability here? What should the, could this place run if I wasn't here? Or what right. would it take? You know, it takes if this person is ready, they're ready. I haven't promoted them yet. But if I if I needed to have a family emergency, I could call that guy and go, hey, I know it's a little early but I need you to take care of this for two weeks mm-hmm. or keep the thing going that they could do that. Well, that means you're cultivating a person up into leadership and you should be doing that from one to five to whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes so sense. That'd be my answer for that. A um, couple of um, pain points I think are, are interesting is when you do get to that, like let's say start three, you, uh, step three, where you've hired the right people, you see the potential in them, and then you're investing in them. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that you see some potential in, you start investing, they're, ni- they're nice people, they're on values and everything's good, but they plateau. Mm-hmm. You get a ways into this, you've invested quite a bit, and then it's like, bunk, bunk, bunk. They keep hitting the ceiling and they're not coming through it. And you pull, and you push, and you get frustrated and you end up talking to other people like oh this guy i really need him you start getting frustrated with them because you need them to keep going because you have a plan right. for them i need them to get to this point so they can someday be the manager of this department and then they go and they stop hmm. and it's really frustrating and and most people and myself included you keep investing and you push harder and you you want it for them more than they want it right yeah. right and sometimes it's personal things in their life sometimes they were doing the work at first and they go, mm, I don't know if this mm-hmm. is worth it or I want it. Or, um, there's a lot of different reasons, but you have to see that and pull back and go, Ooh. doesn't mean they need to be fired. Doesn't mean that they need to let go. Sometimes they might need to be demoted, which is tough and it's an mm-hmm. honest conversation. But you, the mistake that I made is I've invested, invested, and pushed and pushed and pushed. And years later, went, this guy's just not ever going to be it when I should have called that a year or two years before mm-hmm. instead of just keep yeah. pushing, keep pushing, putting keep the pushing. gas on. They'll get there. They'll get there. They'll get there. The, the people that aren't self doing it themselves and are self-motivated and progressing on their own, um, which is number four, see progress, mm-hmm. right? That's why that steps in there because you can invest and invest and invest and invest and invest and the progress can be turtle slow or not at all. And then you need to stop, mm-hmm. right? So that's a pretty big pain alleviator or a pain point that you need to to be watching for. And if they're not going to cut it, you need to leave them behind. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean fire them. That just means 
okay, you're not coming along on this journey of leadership. And in my case, I'm, I'm say growing a dozen leaders at a time with really intense right. energy and investment in them. And if someone's not fl- growing and flourishing in that, I need to kick them out so I can put another person in because right. I only have capacity for so much. Yeah. Right. Hopefully some of these leaders that I'm leading become leader of leaders as well, you know, at another layer there. But at this point in my situation is I can't have people taking up my very valuable leadership investment time that aren't coming along. Right. Right. They're not yeah, exactly. making the progress. So look out for the people that plateau and stop progressing and you need to leave them behind. Find the right place for them, tuck them in there, keep moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Um um, a big thing too is a, a process or a program for leadership. Um, and this is only very, well, a couple of years. We've been doing it for some years now, but where you have an intentional and 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 rhythm and programmed leadership investment strategy. Because you can just work closely with somebody and you can give them a book once in a while and pat them and they'll make progress. But if you're mm-hmm. going to get this at scale, you need to start doing it systematically. So we've built out um, through our meeting rhythms and stuff that people who are in our leadership teams, I'm going through book studies with them. I'm yeah. passing them out podcasts. There's a, there's a process that I expect them to go through to get yeah. to the points that I need them to get to. So, um, it, you see it in bigger companies is sometimes done well, sometimes not, but I think smaller companies would be way, way smarter to start making leadership uh, processes and programs in their companies way earlier. Mm-hmm. It would it would rocket boost their growth and their ability, and it dr- like you attract people who are looking for it. Yeah, when people go, hey, my buddy works at so and so, and they 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 have a leadership training program, and I've seen him change so much since he worked there. Other people like spark, see, come yeah. running. Like pe- that's just so uncommon. People want it. Yeah, people want progress. They want to be invested in. They want opportunity. They want to grow and become leaders too. The right people do, yep. and so you're going to attract them with those yeah. types of things, right? You put down the feed mm-hmm. that that they want, yeah. Right? And you can be an inspirational leader, and man, I really like the guy that runs that company. But if you're not doing it like intentionally and with process and and rhythm, then you lose momentum and you have low points, and it just doesn't keep rolling and mm-hmm. it doesn't attract the people in because you're inspirational, but you're not. They can't see the open intentional investment right. being yeah. made, right? Um. There, there's something that to talk about here when you're moving someone up into leadership that's really important to take note of, and I don't think people talk about it enough, and that is the difference between positional leadership and earned leadership, um, or authority is mm-hmm. another way of putting yep. it. And so when you're moving someone through these steps, um, they need to be exemplifying the values. They need to be showing the work ethic. They need to to talk, you know, walk the talk, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, I've made the mistake before where I was moving some along and they were not really coming along. And then I went, do you know what? This is going to work better if I just slam them in there and give them the positional authority and leadership. So you put them there, you make people under their authority and leadership, but they haven't earned the respect. Right. And the the leadership that they, they have now been given. Well, now you created a problem. A rift, so to speak, yeah. right? And then this guy goes, "Why won't they listen to me? I'm telling them to listen to me." And they're going, "I'm not listening to that guy. He's an idiot." Um, yeah. Positional leadership, and yeah, maybe these followers, and most of them, will get in line and do what they're told and follow the yeah. leader that they've been told to lead. A couple of people will push back, who are you know, you maybe a bit of your outliers or whatever. But positional leadership can never be with, replaced with earned leadership. Mm-hmm. And this is why I say it takes time is that these people have to show up and prove that they're a leader, that they're selfless, that they're going to lead by example, yeah. that they're going to walk the talk, that they're going to show up, right? Yeah. It takes time to prove that. It takes time to earn people's trust, the other people's trust that are going to follow them, right? So don't think that you can just progress someone through this by giving them positional leadership. And this is often to the the hire an outside leader and bring them in. They bring them in, they give them positional leadership, but nobody wants to, yeah. to do that. Like, right? Why would I do that? You haven't proven yourself to me. Exactly. And you and they can. Like I, I brought in a guy that I've known for a very long time to to lead the company we've current, recently acquired, but I didn't start him in the CEO office in a fancy chair with a, a suit on on day one. On day one, he's he's training loading with the drivers out in the yard because guess what? You got to earn every single yep. one of these guys' respect and trust before they're ever going to follow you. So let's not... We're not going to use our positional leadership. We're going to earn our leadership yeah. along the way. So make sure you know the difference, see the difference, and act accordingly. Yeah. It would be a big 
thing that I would say. Um, another thing is just uh, as a leader that I've mentioned abdication already, but um, not taking the time and being available for people that you're putting into leadership is mm-hmm. when you're investing in them and you're giving them rope and trusting them in that, don't abdicate from the people that you're leading because they need, they really need your time, your thought, your energy, your support, even your positive paths here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to become a good leader. That's a lot of, there's not that many amazing leaders out there. And the reason is because there's nobody helping them get there, mm-hmm. right? It's hard to get there on your own. You need to have good mentors and good leadership. And so you need to be a mentor to the people you're leading. So be available, yeah. be intentional, um, give them your time and energy, right? You don't just slam them in a positional leadership position and tell them, well, just get it done. Just figure it out. Like they, they need you, right? Mm-hmm. So give them the time and the energy and the, the support that they need and don't abdicate. Mm-hmm. Um, mindset. Yeah. This is all, it's, this is a lot, right? Like to get to this point, mo- most entrepreneurs, printers don't get here. Right, this the level five leader thing. The companies that become massively successful, this is this is one of the major reasons why they do it, oh, or yeah. they don't. Right, that ceiling that we we're talking about, where they're bumping up against it, is like if you can't lead other leaders, if you can't invest and grow other people to beyond just a good solid employee, you're you're capped. You can't go any further. You're going to get run out. You will never get the full freedom that you want. Like you can get your systems built so strong mm-hmm. and your and your pawns working so well that for the most part she runs like a well-oiled machine, but it's not going to continue to grow. Yeah. Right? And you can get a little bit of freedom, but it's not not the freedom that you can have access to. Right. Right? And so with this you, what do you need is a growth mindset. You, you, people that you're going to teach to become leaders need to have growth mindsets. Mm-hmm. They need to think I can be better than I can be. They need to be humble. Yeah. Right. And they need to be willing and ready to learn. Right. And so do you as the leader, because you're going to have to learn. Like when you first start leading leaders, you're going to make a, a lot of mistakes. You're not going to know how to teach them. Right. And so there's a lot of, of, of your mindset that has to be there. You have to need to be humble. And you need to have a growth mindset. mindset. I've said it a few times already, but. It, this stuff takes time. It, it can be frustrating when you really put a lot of time and energy into growing leaders and some people don't come along and it doesn't go as quick. And it's like, man, we're, we're teaching them the books and I'm, you know, we're having the conversations. And it's just like, oh man, I wish they, I wish they'd come along. Cause usually when you're leading leaders, you're growing a, an organization. That's like the beast that you got to feed and you need yeah. help, right? Like I yeah. need help now. Right. But it didn't happen overnight which is the p- positional leader versus earned leader thing. Yeah. It happens a lot in, in, in that case, but it just takes time. So give it the time that it takes. Start early, always be investing in your people, looking for potential leaders and bringing them up, bringing people in your organization that I think in a few years, that person could be a really good leader for this company, but he's got to come in and learn everything that we do. He's got to learn all the people. He's got to show his work ethic. It's going to take years for them to get there, but they could. Well, bring them in now and start investing. Yeah. Right. See the potential in them. Let them progress along through through the steps as you go. Right. It takes years in most cases. Yeah. So it just doesn't happen overnight. Um, make sure you're casting your vision and your goals with your people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in order for you to see, to have the, the vision, to see the potential people, you need to be pa- casting a vision and goals and seeing them light up with those things. They got to connect with that. Yeah. Right. And so, but if you're not communicating it, you're going to be a lot harder to see other people that connect with the vision and the goals of the company and want to progress it forward. Yeah. Um, you need to have the ability to delegate and trust. And we talked about that in this thing is like a lot of people just can't yeah. get there. They cannot relinquish control. They cannot say you decide to someone else. They just can't do it. We joked before the start of this podcast, hey, how does the lighting look in here? And it's like, oh no, you guys are professionals. You decide. And then I got up and went and looked anyway, because I was just like, oh, I want to see it. Right. It's, the reality is, is that other people can and will do it better than you in some cases. Yeah. And, but you have to give them the ability to try and make a few mistakes and get there. They will be able to give way more energy and focus to the thing that you need done than you will as a, in a fragmented version of yourself. So know that and learn to trust 
and give that autonomy that they need. Without it, they'll never become the best they can be. Yeah. They can't get the experience. So you're letting them step into ownership. Yeah. You you got to delegate, trust, pass accountability. You have to. If you will not do that, you will not build leaders. Mm -hmm. They will leave you. It's that simple. Um, you got that. You got to understand the roadblock. It's a big deal. So, to wrap it up, you got to lead leaders, and if you grow leaders in your company, they will give you the freedom and the growth that you're looking for. It's worth the investment, but it's your responsibility as the leader to lead them, support them, and grow them. If you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't start the process, it's not going to happen on its own. It's your responsibility. You're you're the owner there. Mm-hmm. So take ownership of growing leaders in your organization and take them through the steps. That's great. So thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. I felt that it was a really great podcast. A lot of yeah. great info in there. This this is a more recent thing that I had to to journey through. Some of these other things are years and years ago when I'm talking about. But this is this is stuff that I'm I'm wading through in real time Still right fresh, now. Yeah. Still fresh, right? So um, I hope that that was really valuable to you. Um, I would appreciate it if you guys would share our show. Yeah. Um, like, connect, comment. Um, yeah, we, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to spend energy and time listening to this. And, and we just really hope that we're making an impact out yeah. there and pointing you guys in the right direction. So, and hey, maybe there's, maybe there's another leader out there who, who's gone through this for the 20 years mm-hmm. and he's been leading leaders for 20 years. Make a comment. Get yeah. in touch with Jory. Get in touch with somebody. I'd love to chat with you. Yeah. yeah. When we, once we get through our first 12 episodes, we're going to start doing a little bit of interview style stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, even maybe in the last few of the 12, I might bring some some other people in. So we're going to bring some new personalities and uh, outside perspectives that will help uh, increase yeah. our perspective on things. But um, yeah. So if you're interested in uh, get having a conversation with us, reach out. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>